it's easy for me to go in and, and advocate for mental health, but without telling my story, people aren't going to resonate with it or listen how I, I wanted them to listen. So I, I, I had to be brutally honest and I had to lay it all on the table. From Uninterrupted, this is Dialed In. I'm Sky Dickinson from the Athlete Relations team at Uninterrupted, a place where we're always having insightful conversations with athletes from all over the world. On this show, you're also plugged in because every episode features a different athlete calling in to share their story about what's happening in sports and society. Let's get dialed in. and gentlemen, our next bout tonight, three rounds, this in the UFC featherweight division. She's a mixed martial artist standing six feet even, weighing at officially 145 and three quarter pounds, fighting out of Kansas City, Missouri, by way of Gold Coast, Australia. Here is Megan Anderson! On the line for this episode is Australian-born MMA fighter, Megan Anderson. Not only is she a rising star in the UFC, she's also an analyst, a gamer, a TikToker, and an all-around badass. This week, Megan connected with uninterrupted producer John Fontanelli to share how she balances being one of the best fighters in the world and maintaining a healthy state of mind. Listen in. Hey, Megan. This is John from Uninterrupted. How's it going? I'm good. How are you, John? I'm doing well, doing well. Where are you right now? I am currently at home in Kansas City and Missouri. Got it. Let's start there. What has that journey been like for you from Australia to the United States? Yeah, I feel like for most Australian martial artists, having the opportunity to fight in America is a huge deal. And it would be kind of like a pinnacle of MMA in Australia, just because like the hub of MMA is, is here in the States. It's, it's Las Vegas. And so I think being so far away, it's kind of like the goal that everyone strives to kind of achieve. While it was happening, particularly for the first couple months, I called my mom. I FaceTimed my mom every day and I cried because <laughs> like I didn't know, like I'd never trained like that before. I'd never, never trained at that intensity or had that type of coaching or, or that type of environment or training room before. I didn't know if I'd made the right decision because like I was getting beat up in the gym every single day and it was mentally and physically and emotionally just exhausting. But um, as soon as I won my first fight after my coach, I think it was January of 2016, like I won that fight and everything kind of, it switched. I was like, okay, like I, I've made the right decision. It definitely has been a journey to say the least to be able to get here and, and be able to have the opportunities that I do now. Declaring the winner by knockout, Megan Anderson. She's one of the top contenders in the women's featherweight division. She is the one and only Megan Anderson, the pride of Australia, joining us coming off. I wanted to ask you about the fight against Felicia Spencer. From what I understand, were you actually close to not? 
doing that fight, like the day of or maybe the day before? Were, were you that anxious before the fight? That's the story that I heard. Is that accurate? Yeah, I was so burnt out and I had so many issues of my own that I hadn't dealt with from like my childhood and growing up and all that kind of stuff. And I was in like a position where like I just let everything get to me and Beside the fact that you're an immensely talented fighter, what drew me to your story is just how strongly you've advocated for mental health. What is it about that cause that's so important to you? We're all human. You know, we all have our ups and downs. We all have our good days, our bad days. We all have our, our struggles. And I think particularly as athletes, we are seen as like these invincible people that, you know, almost superhero-like. But we go through the same stuff, the same you know, mental battles and struggles that everybody, you know, everybody does. Um, and I think talking about it, you know, it's scary, um, but I think that there is a strength and vulnerability. But I also hope that I can help somebody. And that is my, my main goal is, is helping people that may be going through similar situations or maybe going through something or they can, they can resonate with my story um, because you know, and, and even if I just help one person, like that's, that's my job done. I saw an interview recently where you talked openly and candidly about your struggles with mental health, that you attempted suicide. You mentioned your father and how your relationship with him has evolved. Not many people are brave enough to be so honest. Looking back, what has it been like for you to share so much of your personal life the way you have? Yeah, it was, it was definitely scary. And I remember when I did that interview with Ariel, I knew he was obviously going to talk about it because I had mentioned it a little bit before my, my fight the month before. But uh, he kind of went to that level. And I remember I was like, oh, my God, we're here. <laughs> okay. Whew. I was like, this is happening. And, and this is a lot of stuff that I, I have never, ever spoken about. And I have never really told a lot of people bar like my close family who know. And I have like so many mixed feelings about it. I didn't want my family to think that I was throwing them under the bus or, or like airing our laundry, you know what I mean? Um, mm -hmm. So I wanted to be respectful for them. So I tried to say in a way that that was, and it was respectful to my family. And But also I felt like it was the right decision to be open and honest about it. It's easy for me to go in and, and advocate for mental health, but without telling my story, people aren't going to resonate with it or listen how I, I wanted them to listen. So I, I, I had to be brutally honest and I had to lay it all on the table. Look at this left hand. Look at this left hand. Bam! The legs go. I mean, that is clean, astral traveling, unbelievable. Look at this. Eyes are closed. She's just trying to Boom. throw something in defense and got lit up. Oh Crazy. my goodness. I'm interested in this idea of being a professional fighter and the mental toll that takes on your psyche. Do you see a dichotomy between participating in such a violent sport and also trying to maintain such a healthy state of mind? It's definitely a balance um, because it's essentially fight or flight. And the hard thing, I think, for MMA or like combat sports over, I would say like like team sports, is that you know 
like eight to 12 weeks that you are going to be locked in this cage with somebody else trying to knock you out. And you have to sit with that. You have to think about that. You have to, you're, every single day you wake up and train and it's like all you think about, like everything is focused on this one person. You know, everyone everyone deals with it differently. Some I know some, some of the guys, they, uh, they get nervous and they, they feel like they want to throw up. Um, I've seen people that are just like ridiculously calm and they look like they're about to go take a stroll on the beach. You just become okay. Like you have to become okay with the nerves. You have to be at one with the nerves. Like otherwise you let them control you and you're not able to perform like you should. Like I've gotten to a point I've had 15 fights now and I know that no matter how nervous I get, when I step foot in that cage, my nerves go. So it's just getting to the cage that is the struggle. <laughs> but the longer you fight, you just learn to process it and you learn what you need to do to get your mind into the place that it's fight and not flight. We're recording this the last week in May. We're in a global pandemic. We have been for months. The entire world has been faced with this question of what is and isn't vital to society. I've had the experience of talking to friends who say that they need the gym, they need to work out. Some people who are fighting drug addiction, alcohol addiction, who say that going to the gym helps them with sobriety or depression. For you, how much have these last few months shown you about the necessity of sports and especially training, fighting, working out to keep a lot of people mentally healthy? Obviously, everybody's different. But there is a huge benefit to exercising. You know, there's happy endorphins. That's <laughs> why we all exercise. It makes you feel good about yourself. And, and some people need that. And, and particularly through this pandemic, like I, I, do, I do worry because those people that, you know, go to the gym or they use the gym as their escape and, and to, to help with things or they, they're able to go talk to a friend or whatever it may be or whatever way that they process through those those mental health issues or addictions or whatever it is that's been taken away from them and they're sitting at home with their thoughts alone every single day and it's scary and and, and I I feel for people because it just takes one one thought and that person might not be here anymore you know having also been in that situation um, in my own, you know, suicide attempts, like I know, I know the dark place that they are in. As as somebody in a, in a spotlight or that has a platform, I feel like it's my job to be open with that message. Be like, hey, like it's okay, it's okay. Like these thoughts are okay, but like have hope. You have to have hope. It is never as bad as it seems, and the world needs you. Just remember that. Like no matter how bad it gets, like the world needs you. In terms of your career, what's next for you? What are your goals as a fighter? What do you hope to accomplish? I don't know what's next. I'm looking to fight again in like July, August. Um, so we'll see. I know that the UFC are booking June right now. So I think we'll get a little bit more clarity once they've kind of finished making those matches. But yeah, this, it's, it's so hard with my division because obviously there's not a lot of people. But I've never turned down any contract that they've come to me with. You know, Mick, my, my matchmaker, Mick Mated, 
he comes to us, he's like, oh, this person on this date. We're like, okay, we're in. So it's never really been like an issue for us. Like I know that the title is being defended next month. So I'm obviously going to have my eyes on that because yeah, my goal is to be the UFC champion. I want to be, I want to be the UFC featherweight champion. And I truly believe that within the next, next year, year and a half, like it's, I'm going to get there. Megan, thank you so much for taking the time. Really appreciate it. Just want to wish you the best of luck with everything you're looking to accomplish inside the cage, outside the cage, and hopefully we get to talk again soon. No problem. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Dialed In. For more episodes, subscribe to the uninterrupted We Run This Station feed wherever you get your podcasts. Hit us up on social media at Uninterrupted and tell us which athletes you would like to hear dialed in. Talk soon.